hey it's me again and i'm back we're back again and if you're watching the video you'll see that we're still wearing the same clothing it's not because we smell it's because we recorded two episodes in one day but if you're listening pretend like i never said that okay so welcome back to episode 13 of good morning Monique. if you didn't know my name is buki and i am your hostess with the most s and i'm here with kira who is my co-host and i I am the co-hostess without the most. Uh, so, and then we're also here with Ms. Kelly Reddick. I think I did that in the, in the other episode we just filmed as well. <laughs> that's true. And then Julian... And, there he is. Oh, he's back. He was having connection <laughs> issues. But, um, I'm the president. Hope you know that. <laughs> if you didn't know that before. If you don't know, now you know. So we are actually going to continue on with our journey, you know, you know, the season finale. With our moans and our flashbacks and our throwbacks and our happiness. Disclaimer, every time we complain, we're still very grateful and we're, we still have loved the job so much. We're just uh, being adults and getting our feelings out for our mental health. Yeah, true, 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 true. So we did a recap on episode 12 where we were talking about, you know, the journey from the elections up until semester one, the end of semester one. And now we're moving on to semester two, which is quite different from semester one, I have to admit. I think it's really different. I, I think we touched on it a bit, but yeah, it's there's definitely different reflections for semester two. True, true, true. So yeah. let's, let's talk about... um. We'll all just come back from our long ass Christmas break. <laughs> well, it could have been longer for me anyway, but <laughs> it was Christmas. We finished Christmas. We had two weeks off, I believe, roughly around then. So that was like a long period away from not working. And then you're thrusted back into January. What's happening? I actually don't remember what's happening in January. Uh, well, th- th- that two weeks off was my first uh, time off. Um, I had taken two days before that in the September, but those two days actually went sorry to talk about semester one but they were the only two days I'd taken but those two days ended up being when the government were deciding to put Maynooth into lockdown as well with the Dublin colleges so I was getting phone calls constantly from USI and stuff even though they were my two days off so I don't count them as real days off even if I could go away because it was like one of those crisis things that you had to work <laughs> um but yeah. yeah the Christmas break was my first two weeks off and when I got back I it was the 6th of January and I remember being like yep ready to work again I didn't feel like I needed more because like Kieran's already said when you're an officer for the first time you're very much like I can keep going do you know you're just like Ooh, I'm an officer um and when I started back in January the 6th was my first day of being like we're staying online stop wishing for this um this whole like oh it'll be on campus we're gonna have a bit of fun oh let's no we're, we're having fun online and I really did accept that and I was ready for semester two and January for me was like trying to plan and make semester two work better because I was able to reflect a lot that you know what worked well in the online environment and what didn't so I think the main thing I got out of it was like yeah, semester one was success, loads of events and stuff, but students are going through Zoom fatigue, video call fatigue. We don't need to be giving out that much. Uh, your students can't commit that much to their student life in an online environment. It's very tiring with their lectures as well. So the big thing we learned was planning for semester two, but like tone it down a notch, still share all our important messages and topics, but try and not have everything as a live event. Try and have a bit more, you know, recorded material. I think, you know, mm. to, 
Good Morning Monday really took off in that format as well. And like Instagram live interviews was kind of the focus for how we're going to deliver campaigns because let students watch it in their own time. You know, the, the, the live commitment was a bit much and we spent most of January kind of planning that and figuring out how to look at campaigns and stop thinking they needed to be this full five day bonanza of stuff like that's not being necessarily an effective officer. So that was like really, really good. And it was really, really great and not to move on too far into the semester but I enjoyed January in terms of planning and getting ready but then when semester two hit is when I had my pure identity kind of crisis yeah. <laughs> February and the start of March for me during elections like that whole period I was at my lowest in terms of being an officer <laughs> well I might get into the details a bit later how was everyone else's January? Oh I took three weeks off and that I think was my first because I so I had like we were two weeks that we'd normally always get and then I said I took an extra week the reason was because I that was my probably my first bit of annual leave since I would say probably like the Christmas before like and when I say like obviously there might have been a day or two but in terms of like my biggest chunk, because we had Christmas. Like a lot. Then, he means like not a day off. He means like actually taking time. Yeah, off. like I say, like a week off. So I might have had a day off here and there. But I don't think I took any like like multiple days together off since Christmas because we had the Christmas break. I went away with the ski society, the Southport Society, and then it got back, and then it was basically straight into um, campaigns. Like we had like let's move, we had chat uh, too, and then it was um elections, and then after elections it was the pandemic, and my mentality obviously as we discussed before was like this would only last two weeks, and I was of the of the opinion why would I take two week why would I take time off to just continue to sit at home because I was like I'd rather in my head I was like I'll, I'll save my time off for when everything opens up again and I can go off and see my friends during the summer. Obviously, that didn't happen. So then I had an annual leave built up. So I was like, okay, well, I, and then once you get into the first semester, there's not really a lot of time if you haven't planned in advance to take annual leave because it's just so busy. So Christmas was like my first break in a year. Uh, so I was very looking forward to that. And it was just a case of, okay, lots of sleep, lots of family time that was like completely away from a computer, which was really nice. And then as a first, and then getting back, it was kind of the same straight back into like into strange work which is great though but I think it was good because you got that fresh start and like that you, you, to revitalize yourself you needed you that care on though because oh, once February starts for you it's campaign 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 in terms of the calendar yeah. for welfare so like you needed to take yeah. extra I was like on. the Duracell bunny needed a recharge yeah and, and it was good to go <laughs> yeah 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 true um Julian do you want to go next yeah, well, January was um, then started on a good note. Of course, I had a, I had a very good Christmas, but then obviously then you know, library happened. Um, I was just so demotivated. Then uh, library February... was a hard one for everyone because mm -hmm. it's like the yeah. one positive note that we were able to give students is that it's okay you have a space to leave your household. Come on on campus, like don't be so alone. You can get out of the house, and then it was gone. We were like what do we give you now and it was exam season coming up again so I was like oh this is not good yeah. um, you know and, and as the education officer I knew I did everything within my power 
keep it open to get it, you know, to get, you know, to prevent its closure and everything. But I still felt a lot of personal responsibility for trying to get it open as soon as possible. And if, you know, the fact that it, um, it's not that, that it's closed, I, it wasn't really logical. And I still don't, you know, I still don't know where it came from, but it took me hard. Then I had my annual um, Valentine's Day, you know, sad boy moment. Um, did you think I was going to say Buki? Um, I have those every day of my life. <laughs> hey, I knocked my tooth out on Valentine's Day. I oh, went. Yes. Yeah, because you were getting some action. I was like, that's that, that's Oh my God, I crashed my Mercedes and I wouldn't have crashed my Mercedes if I hadn't won the lotto. Like, Get over it. You're having a good time. Well, Kelly, you, you, to, you told me that you, you broke the tooth when you fell in the park while trying skateboarding or something. Uh, I, I, no, I, I, mean, I was getting some action, Julian. Yeah, it could have been worse. You could have been like John Lagarde and you could have ran into a pole while someone was videoing you. You know what I mean? <laughs> the fact that that was caught on camera made me laugh so much. But yeah. I, I, I literally, I... I that sound lives rent free of the ha <laughs> rent free in my head. And then it's the like, oh shit, oh shit, that comes after it. And it just like that video, I remember when he first put that up online. I watched that, I'd say about a hundred times back for, to back. For audi for audience purposes, I know most students already know I knocked my tooth out, but uh, we have a friend who did not the exact same tooth out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cookies well, January. No, but what about yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> John Lagarde. Spooky's January. Okay, okay, I'll do my January. I don't know. My January was like peak. I think like when I say peak, I mean it was kind of sad to be honest. Cause I had just um like when it hit around like November, December, I actually like was diagnosed with something new. So I was kind of dealing with the um the physical effects that it was like having on me in January and maybe February, maybe March as well. Yes, March as well, all through those three months. So I was like trying to adjust to like the feeling the medication and everything so I was like very very emotional I had like a lot of anxiety like there was so much happening all at once and I was putting on a lot of weight because of my medication which was not helpful because you know the way sabbat you put on the sabbat stone I was putting on the sabbat stone plus more so I was like no this is not good and I remember going to my mom like mom I'm really really fat like she was like she was like yeah you put on a little bit of weight <laughs> Spooky. That's 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 where my like identity crisis things start happening because like in February, so it's actually so funny. It's actually around Valentine's and I like first. It wasn't. It's not just my two cause. It was just before that. But like the whole like not knowing, not that I didn't know how to be an officer, but losing my confidence. Didn't want to go on the mm -hmm. stories. Didn't want to talk. And I remember getting a message from like one of our part-time officers, Nicole, being like, "Kelly, like students don't feel like they know what's going on anymore. Like look at MU confessions. You know." people have messaged me being like where is the SU and I literally just started bawling my eyes out and I got defensive about it being like what can you expect from me I can't just like put my yeah. face in front of everyone blah 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 and I wasn't very like you know trying to work on it I kind of went through a phase where I was like I can't do it and I didn't try to get out of it and I'm still kind of in it because it is coming from that's about weight and gaining weight is so normal it's so fine but like I'm someone who has struggled with trigger warning eating disorders and um throughout my college and I've fluctuated so much constantly trying to lose weight and just before I started um my sabbatical term I was like 
skinny winning and I was so like this is me I'm hot Kellyrenic I was like everyone wants me my confidence was flowing I felt like the baddest bitch going I'm not joking I was so confident and so excited that last summer and then after Christmas I was noticing like I wasn't that girl anymore because you're stress eating you're constantly working um takeaways there's nothing else to do and it hit me just after January when I'd done all the planning we're so happy that we had a new structure going we weren't going to be as event focused we were going to work more in other stuff and I was ready and set for it but then my own personal life none of my clothes were fitting me I didn't like how I looked I was I started thinking like what's the point in talking like I'm not helping anyone so like my own personal reflection of how I looked stop maybe start thinking I'm not benefiting anyone anyway what's the point like Mm -hmm. they just need to do their college work like they don't want me they don't need me and I just then I dyed my hair because I was having that crisis I was like I'll just get rid of my blonde hair I like a brown and I still hate a brown I'm trying to love it but I still hate it like I've just second semester for me was such a I'm not Kelly Rennick anymore and then the last bit I'll share of what was like going on in like February kind of March election time I never planned for my student movement journey to end after one year presidency like my dream was to run for USI just like Buki and I didn't have the mental capacity to do it because of what was going on in my own life and my eating habits and my mental health Mm. and I was just like I had to let it go and I'm proud of myself for making that decision because you know what's the, you can't just run for a position because you've always wanted it if you're not going to be the best officer for students and I knew I wouldn't be able to yeah. be I knew the pandemic was taking too much out of me I knew I was losing myself and I was losing my confidence so I had to make the decision of you're not going to run it for any more positions you're going to leave the student movement because you know not the students deserve better but they do like if you know yourself that you can't give much more and you're burning out you're only going to yeah. hurt students if you keep going so that was tough for me making that decision and watching everybody involved at elections and I knew that this was it like this is my only year and then that kind of trickled in for a bit being like this is your only year make it count and I couldn't make it count because I was struggling so much but I think like the, the last few senates and like the student life awards and like the you know the sports survey and all those little wins started making me realize wait it's okay you, you know you're not your student movement journey might be ending but you're still doing well and it doesn't matter if you don't like how you look people people are still getting the benefits and I learned to accept that I don't need to be on the stories and social media every day if I can't do it yes students might miss out a bit from it but I'm still doing all the work in the background and trying to make things better for them so if it's something that you can't do instead of like beating myself up and let myself feel bad about it I was just kind of like you can do it in graphic form you can do it in email form you don't need to be there and I'm not gonna lie I'm excited for my term to end to get back into my social media chatty way because I love that if anyone knows me I love all that but I need to just have the time away from the student movement to kind of not that I'm broken but just get back the confident me yeah so while I'm sad student journey's ending I know it's best and I'll be better at whatever I do in the future if I take a break so that's what's happening for me Mm. but that was tough figuring that out semester that was tough yeah like I know I I think I think I, I was the same in relation to like I know around like the first like I was very much like I did the whole year of a sabbatical stone and I was like okay and we had like when the gyms were open I was able to manage that but I think as well as I said like my coping mechanism was like the gym and those clothes so that wasn't helpful for me but like I remember like I was the same in that like you think that I I was I, I attributed the sabbatical stone to being uh, 20 meters away from the bar in my office and um having discounts on bar food uh, and getting like two lunches a day uh, because the soup in the bar was always really nice so I guess when I was at home I was like I'm not gonna have a bad stone I know what's at home I can cook meals 
problem was those meals were chips and chicken. Um, but uh, as I said, like, gaining weight isn't an issue or anything. Um, but for me, as someone like, who very much views himself as a fitness person, like, it, it was to me. And um, because I knew it was going to not like I said, nothing wrong with, with having weight, but I just knew it was going to impact on my performance. Like when the gyms did reopen, so there was always that was stress would stress me out, which would then lead to me eating more. Um, but then as well as that, like I was the same that like like I know I've been in the student movement for a long time, so like like it's like I haven't had my fun times, but like yeah. I remember when I originally like would have looked at running for Sabata Foster, I was very much like I wanted to run for USI in the future as well and like I know if you uh, I had been considering running for like the campaigns position um, and it was kind of more a case of like you know being able to say to myself like you know what after this year like I still have the option of running in the future I probably won't because once I'm out I feel like I'll be out and I just need to like move on I've, I've come to that conclusion but I think like if um, like I have to go back to finish it finally but if I hadn't got those kind of decisions made over me I probably would have ran for campaigns and um, if there wasn't a pandemic but after this year like you know just being so burnt out from the year I'm the exact same and now that you know if I was to run for campaigns I'd love the job but like not that my heart wouldn't be in it in it but you it's just like, know yourself it, you can't commit as much anymore. it's like you know it's it, it's like it's like you know when the battery runs out on a remote control and you find the battery from another remote control and replace it knowing that like if you were to buy, go out and buy a new battery it's going to have a hundred percent battery and it's going to last you longer but you might only get like another two hours out of this random battery that you found around the house like i feel like at the moment i'm, I'm half drained so putting me into a job that i won't i wouldn't be able to give 100 because i don't have 100 to give so i'm like i'd be much better off as you said, Kelly, to go away, recharge myself and come back to whatever I'm going to do next. Kieran, that's a really mature decision. And I think I didn't see that for a while. For a while, I just was kind of like, mm. fuck the pandemic. You took my future plans away from me. You've ruined my mental health and my body, my perception of myself. Fuck you, pandemic. It's all your fault. Yeah. And then I just realized, wait, I'm actually very, very mature that I'm making these decisions based on what's happening yeah. around me. There's no point being annoyed at the pandemic. Fuck it. This is the year we're having. Yeah. Futures change. Everyone's futures change because of it. But like the mature thing is that, you know, the journey needs to end because yeah. my mental health and all that matters. And, and when you're in this, also, when you're in this job, you do have a responsibility for students. And if you're not in your top form or yeah. know that you have the ability to get there, you got to move away because yeah. it is a pastoral fair kind of place. Yeah. Like I've always said, especially with anything running, is like, especially with elections. And I told this spooky when Bookie was uh, asking me about running for, for equality. I remember being like, like I'll say to anyone, I was like, and I and I, our friend Diana was saying running for something on the first thing I said, I was like, do you think you're the best person for the job? Yes or no? And I was like, no, it's like not a yes, no. It's not a, it's not a give me a sentence answer. It's a yes or no. If you think that someone can do the best job better than you, you should be running for it. And I was like, I couldn't. And like, I mean, like, if I was to say I was at 100%, I would say, yes, I'd be the best person for the job, but I'm not at 100%. So looking at, like, who I am right now in this moment, could I take it on and be 100% sure that no one could do better than me? No. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, then I shouldn't be running for it. So and that's, and as I said, it's something like I know what you're just in the future, but, like, but as well, like, you know, you just, you miss out. You feel like, you know, you want to have those big finishes. And, like, part of me wants to, as I said, I'm done. Like I do get to go back to, to college next year. Whether it'll be 100 the student experience I'd love to have for my final final year, no, probably not. But it's still like it's still an experience. But like you know, 
There's still a lot to look forward to for that, Carol. Yeah, like, but there's, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always that worry, you know, it's like, you want to hang on because you want to see if, like, oh, yeah. maybe next year, if, like, it was the same with me last year, you know, I was able to be like, oh, maybe next year is better and I'll, I'll have a big last hurrah, like, next year, whereas, like, we don't as much as we would like to have had. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that maturity of being able to say, like, you know, I've given all I can give for the moment and it's as much about looking after yourself as it is about looking after like students and you know you can't you can't help others if you're not in the right position to help no. yourself first you know no yeah even like so on the topic we'll keep moving on into like the semester two and y'all mentioned it so many times and I actually hate talking about this topic because I'm sure Julian and I will be able to talk about it a little bit maybe Kieran as well actually and Kelly we all can talk about it election season like what a difference from last year. This election season was so strange for all of us. Because one, Julian was running, well, he was running for position for president at the time. Kelly was organizing it, like basically from scratch in the online world. Kieran and I were going off to do a national election afterwards. So there's a whole lot of stuff to talk about there. Why don't I start with Julian, if you're okay, if you want to start and kick off with the election zone. I don't think I fully emotionally processed that whole thing yet, so could we perhaps move on to someone else? Am I sorry? Yeah, I, I, no, uh, thanks. I talked for a bit there. Yeah, I, I might just, that's okay, Julian. It's okay to not process it. You're in a job working full time. Like, you didn't get your election, but you've been working constantly still, so it's completely okay to not have sat back and gone, mm-hmm. oh, this might, that's not in the future that I'm supposed to have right now. Like, that's completely understandable. You don't have to be able to talk about it yet. Um, but I suppose for, for me, <laughs> to talk about someone who was in it being, I definitely didn't, like, I wasn't thinking about, like, rerunning for president at all. That was, that was not something I kind of, when we were in first semester, I knew okay, the online world is really, really difficult. I don't think I could do two years of Maynooth online. So I'm going to put my passions for the student movement to uh, USI. BMW is what I want to run for, by the way. So that was what I was thinking from going like during first semester. Um, So when it came to the elections, I wasn't thinking, oh my God, I could have brought for something here because I'd already decided that wasn't for me. And I knew that there were so many young, um, brighter heads that wanted to go for it. And my team, and I just was like, no, no, I I, want to go national. That was me. So when we were doing the elections, I wasn't feeling one bit like weird. Um, and I was enjoying trying to do them online because obviously anyone that doesn't know, I was a turning officer in the past um, in my third year. So I love elections and I love all that kind of stuff. And I was happy to be in the position of doing it online because I am kind of social media savvy and what like students would need. So I like, can come up with new things like let's advertise their Instagram on our Instagram, but like, try and get people more exposure. Hey, uh, good morning, my new episodes to get to know some candidates in a non, you know, policy way. Like I enjoyed doing all that and I wasn't one bit like sad about like where my future was at that point. I was still going through all my own personal stuff, but the elections weren't affecting me, thank God. But I'll tell you, I was so scared coming up to elections. I was so scared. The honest thing that comes into your head for every single person when there's an election happening, people are going to shit on your work. (laughs) People are going to say, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And I remember panicking, being like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to handle people. Even though it doesn't mean anything, it's elections. That's how elections go. When I was running for election, I definitely said something about the past team, like Swinkle. But I was like, oh my God, you're going to have a mental breakdown if anyone says anything bad about you. But it didn't happen. I'm very lucky. Nothing bad was said about our year. I think- It's not to your face. 
I think, uh, yeah, it's not No, I think all candidates really embrace the idea that it was a tough year and yeah. we need to focus on what's going to happen in the future because, you know, students need more in the future. We need a better year rather than going X, Y, and Z didn't happen this year. Because how can you reflect on this year and say X, Y, and Z didn't happen as we're all talking about? There was a panoramic. So um, that didn't happen, but I, there was so much anxiety coming up to it. I remember thinking of the hustings, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be shit talked, but it's okay. I, I, that's very obnoxious to be like worrying about me. But anyway, I was. But um, I enjoyed the election season, our ones anyway, because I loved getting to be like helping. How can we make it work? And I I had a wee chat with all, like a group chat with all the candidates. And I liked like being there and trying to help them because obviously I, I like being kind of that mothery vibe. So I really enjoyed our elections. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, watching Buki succeed. I think I was able to live vicariously through Buki while I was sad that I, my student movement journey was ending and that those decisions were happening around me and I was like in a weird spot with my confidence. I loved living vicariously through Buki and just putting all my energy and passion and caring for the student movement, rooting for one of my own. So I don't think, I wouldn't say the actual election period itself was that difficult for me there was so much it was actually helping me with all that bad shit that I was talking about that I was dealing with like the actual periods of those elections those things were the things that were helping me through it in a weird way because I got to live vicariously through my friends in elections or got to help people that were running for elections so I definitely loved the election period rather than focusing on poor me I'm not involved in it <laughs> do you know mm. you feel like what, just even like on that there's always something that each team can improve on like there will always be something that each team will say that could have been done better and that will keep happening because things just have to get better they can't yeah Unless but it's completely human to be worried about well like oh no did i not do good it's gonna come out of elections <laughs> like i swear some people do go far like they'll really slate you but you know what yeah we're blessed that like that didn't really happen like i mean anyway for kelly and i think myself as well I'm not too no sure. none of us did everyone was so respectful yeah. to our terms of officers so it was very very nice that we didn't have to feel shitty about what we had and had not done because we've seen in the past as students here that can happen and it's normal it happens in every political election but we were very lucky we didn't experience that this year at all so after that election period in march what well, was like yeah our elections for msc were like march february march we like move into the USI elections, I suppose, because <coughs> I actually never really got to talk about this when after it happened. I just moved on with my life because that's just the way things went. I went in. So for um, context, everyone watching, if you don't know, because some of you might not know, I actually ran for a national election, which was USI. Um, and I went in with two amazing unreal I'm gonna gas you up now and take it now but I had two unreal campaign managers who pushed me through everything and they balanced each other out very well so Kieran was my manager MSU of course and has won like every single campaign he's ever done basically more or less in a sense and I also had Diana Sinek from National College of Ireland students so NCI SU and um, so both of them are my managers and Diana is like Whenever I spoke to Diana, she was like, you don't have time to be thinking about this or rethinking about it. You don't have time to be upset about anything. She was like, you need to take a shower, brush off all the hard things and get moving. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that though. She's like, I am not a welfare officer. You are doing this. And then if I like needed welfare, I would always go to Kieran. <laughs> Kieran was my welfare officer. He's like, listen, I understand how you feel. You're okay. You can do this. I believe in you. <laughs> always been the best high person. But man, that election period, yeah, can I actually be honest? 
was the worst period of my life. <laughs> like, I can't lie. I really cannot lie because there was like too many things happening all at once. For some reason, it felt like I was taken out of MSU completely for those two months. And I just felt like I wasn't part of my organization. And I also, like I said, was dealing with like that new illness. So it was my anxiety that was through the roof. Every morning I'd wake up, I'd have it like another thought about, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't run for it. And I'm like, you're already in it. You need to continue. And I was like, oh, I had like a doubtful thoughts every single day. And um, I was inside all the time. I couldn't go out. Like there's just nothing I could do. My mom was the best supporter without her. I wouldn't have been eating enough because she was trying to make sure I was continue, continuously eating food, drinking water, because I would literally be at that computer every single like night just trying to do this campaign. But Kieran, I might let you go before I continue anything else because I'm getting real like sad about it. But yeah, Karen, you can talk about your side. Yeah. Manager. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I've done campaigns now for years. I mean, like, I like doing my own campaigns and then being involved with other people who are running for like USI and stuff. Like it's and I have not seen the one yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so if anyone's looking to hire, like, as a paid former campaign manager, I'm unemployed as of the thirteenth. Why pay? <laughs> You're supposed to be passionate enough to do it for free, bitch. Oh man, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> but no, um, but no, but like, so I, so I mean, so like the um, because you see, uh, like, you see those different campaigns over the years, and you do see kind of like the same elements across it. Because I mean, people have good ideas, so other people will replicate them. But I think what I really found interesting about this year's campaigns is that, like, seeing new ideas, I was so cool. Like, because as I said, like, I've been around a while, so I've seen loads of campaigns, but mm. I've never seen like people, you know, obviously, I didn't know what Zoom was until for this, until this year. So it's like, so I've never seen people using like Zoom as like a campaign resource because it's always in person, you know, it's really focused on like talking to people in person and lecture dresses and all these and like seeing new innovative ways of <clears throat> really doing an online campaign. I thought it was fantastic because to me it was fresh, you know, it was like it was something that I'd never seen before because when you've seen like so many campaigns over the years, you're like, oh look, someone's putting a banner up. Woo-hoo. Oh look, someone used a fancy font. Woo-hoo. Like it's it's like, oh cool, I've seen it before. Like I mean, still engaging, still great, still great effort. But like, there's nothing. Like there were some years when you'd be like, oh my god, that person came on campus in a mascot. That's so cool. Like they have like a mascot for their campaign. Or, oh my god, they have stickers and something that you haven't seen done before, and it just makes you go, oh my god. Like, someone released a song one year, and as cringy as it was it makes you go, oh my God, like how unreal or like the first person who comes up with a funny campaign video, but I don't know in way, shape or form before. So seeing new stuff, I think it's really cool. Um, Breath of fresh air. Online environment. So everything yeah. was massive. Everything was like, wow, go you, you're doing an online campaign. Oh my God. Like yeah, you're doing get yeah. to know, like everything was just, oh, I loved it. Yeah. So that was, for me, it was, that's why I found really cool about it. Um, I love campaigns, I do, um, and I do love it. Like, I don't know, I'm, like, if I believe in someone, I'm happy to behind them if you want to. Like, obviously, unless I have to remain neutral in someone's, like, campaign, I'm generally happy enough to, like, give any bit of advice to anyone. But, like, no, for me, it was great, because, like, one thing that I found really cool was that every time I've done a campaign, I've been the campaign manager, pretty much, even when it's been my own campaign. So I think it was really nice for me, it was actually, like, and help manage campaign was to not be the candidate 
because it comes with so much stress because when you're trying to manage it you're like if someone doesn't turn up you know when it's in person like if someone says they're going to uh, help give out flyers and they, they can't make them don't turn up or whatever or someone doesn't respond to your messages you feel like you can't if, if you push it you're like oh my god I don't want to like annoy them because what if then they don't vote for the person if they won't vote for me or whatever and then that's a vote less or you don't want to annoy people but putting your voice across where like whereas this year I didn't have to worry it's like someone doesn't have to like me they're just like Buki you know and it's like so if if, if I'm trying to go on to someone I could be like hey I haven't heard back to you what's the story they can get annoyed at me but they're still back in the candidate that's fine whereas like in previous years I'd like always be constantly stressing you know it takes up so much time when you're running your own campaign and trying to give up a face of the campaign like that I remember in my first year and second first year and second year of running for welfare like I just barely slept I was on my phone all the time um, and it's just constant stress because and I just don't eat I, I was on a diet <laughs> you don't of, like I was on a diet of sweets. Like I remember, my mom and dad were really helpful, and they were like, they were like, "Oh, buy you some sweets." And he kept me. I was like, "Thanks." And I, I, I swear, I ate half them because you just have like it's just because you'd be standing there and just like like here, you want a sweet, vote for me, and all that. And then you eat so so much of yourself, and like then you come out of those two weeks being tired, like really sleep deprived, you've been eating shit, and you just you die. And um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so it was it was it was nice for me and Joe to one to watch the MSU cast and have no like involvement, like in that involvement because I never I've never gotten to it you know aside from a by-election I've never gotten to be Not involved without having to worry about my own campaign I've always been yeah. so I've never been able to take the time to like properly go through every other candidate and work and like whereas it's always been a case of trying to make sure my own image is, is grand, trying to be best friends with everyone so that everyone, no matter what they're running for, is going to vote for me or at least give me, like, you know, a, a preference. And, you know, all that stuff that goes on, I didn't have to worry about any of it. Like, just actually enjoy. We're, we're so yeah. different. My first campaign was presidency because yeah. I was always returning officer team neutral. And then finally in fourth year, I was like, I'm sick and tired of, like, being neutral and mm. being... I've never been on a campaign team because... Like I was always on that. So then when I was on Senate, I went through councils. So I wasn't campaigning. Mm -hmm. I just had to speak in front of people and ask them to vote for me councils. So then presidency was my first campaign and they are so tiring, but they're so fun. And I didn't even do it to the full whack. Afterwards I reflect and being like, I could have done so much more, but like it was my first time, but it's so tiring. But um, I've still never been get to be on a campaign team because as president this year, so I was returning officer, then I was yeah. running presidency, so it was on my own campaign. And then this year being president can't be on campaign teams. I've never got to be on a campaign team, guys. And my whole college it's, it's mad though. I find it so mad because when you're a canvas and when you're a returning officer, you're you have to be neutral. Regardless. Like I because I think the one thing I the one silly thing I like, the one most serious thing you can do is endorse another candidate. Because if unless they're like running on the post, but like if someone is like um if you're running and you endorse someone, everyone who's running against that person isn't going to want to vote for you because you're not going to vote for the person who they want you to vote for. Um, so, like, you kind of have to be impartial in every other race that isn't yours. So, like... You do you do they, get completely, like, taken up by your own anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice to, like, not have to worry about, like, that in a sense. But, like, mm. it was nice to kind of be able to have... to not have to worry about, like, coming across impartial. You know, obviously, I was still impartial because, obviously... You, but like it's a different type of partiality yeah um, 
which yeah, it was, it was a really it was a different experience. Um, and like I think then also it was nice in that I I didn't have a lot of my work critiqued this year. I think last year because I was a candidate, like, yeah. and someone was was actively running against me. Like I had people who were like, "Why didn't you do this last year? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this?" And I was sitting there like, "They hate me. They all hate me." When reality is just they're trying to like poke holes in your in your work to highlight the candidate, which lots of people do in campaigns. But it was kind of nice this year to be able to see people who were like had all their own ideas and like obviously they have stuff they want to improve on but it was kind of cool to also see like what I found cool is like it was criticism but not not destructive it was more of a case of like this work's been done but we need to do more here and it was kind of nice to be able to see like okay yeah I could have done it was a nice reflective almost exercise for me because I could see like people's my best and be like that's a good idea oh yeah we could do more of that this year that'd be really cool I'd love to see this get done next year Oh, that'll be something that, you know, if one person doesn't get elected, even if that person doesn't get elected, that's a really good manifesto point. I'll probably put that into crossover, you know, stuff like that. So I thought it was really yeah. interesting. Um, and just a different perspective that I said I've never had before. Um, yeah. But yeah. Also, yeah, campaign season was interesting, like, just to like finish up in that area and then like move to like the end. But yeah, it was, I think like all the campaign like period of time was like a really interesting thing to see because like while I was, sort of beginning like my national campaign I was watching MSUs as well but it was nice to be like not a part of it I was like oh my god yes like I get to watch all this stuff people are asking me questions about how they can run and stuff like that so I was like mm. you know you do this but actually I never even talked about how I ended up <laughs> in USI because it's kind of strange but like I ran for VP quality and citizenship and I always used to think that you know I'm the VP for student life that's a big massive change it's like a big massive jump like what am I doing I actually used to think that a lot I was like no one is going to take me seriously. No one's going to believe that I should be in this position because I don't necessarily have the qualifications or the experience in whatever shape or form you see it in the SU. So I don't know what it was, but I do remember the day that I made the decision because <laughs> Kieran was like, I think the nominations had opened and I had been playing around with the thought for ages. Julian had assumed that I would be running for president. Actually, a lot of people assumed that. And I, at some point, was like, yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew from day one you were not because you always were like, ah, girl, how are you dealing with that? No. <laughs> I thought she was going to run for my job. Oh. And I had even said at the start, I, I did say at the start of the year that I did see Buki either running for, I remember sticking the, I remember sticking my head into the, uh, into the office, I didn't go in the office and being like, Oh yeah, so you're running for like it's, it's, I can't remember what it was. And I, I don't know the way I phrased it. You said so. Are you planning your re-election? And I was like, What do you mean, bro? I'm still just I'm just here. I'm just starting this job. Like, like, the way you were talking about like qualification stuff, like I remember thinking that because I was only a senator once, and then I'm president this year. You don't need it. You just need passion. But particularly like, obviously you've been a great VP student life. But I'm telling you, girl. VP, equality and citizenship mm -hmm. is your vibe. You are going to thrive. Like, I'm not trying to shit on VP student life, but like, come on, you don't need the experience because you've got the passion for that area. You've been dipping into that area in MSU this year, even though it ain't your area. So like, <laughs> don't be thinking you ain't qualified. As a result. <laughs> so like the day Kieran came into my office that time and like he, he threw that like tie, he's like, oh yeah. I was like, I was actually kind of thinking of running for welfare inequality. And he's like, really? My job? And then he goes, I think you'd be better off as president. And I was like, ah, hardly. Why would I? I swear. Well, I see, swear. The thing is, I, but I was like, I was like, I, not that I know water, wouldn't want to run for it. I think she's fantastic either. But it was more a case of, I was like, 
try to push her and see like will she go for that leadership because because this is Buki she's like uh, Buki in a nutshell is like oh I don't oh. know if I can do that oh I don't know if I can do that oh I don't know if I can do that yeah. and I'm like no you can do it you can do it so that was it was more a case of like let's you say USI president one day yep yep <laughs> yeah exactly I, that was the first thing I said to her I said to her I was like and she was like I was like how are you two US president like, no but then like after that had happened so i start like people know me now if you throw a thought into my head i'll start to play with it and i'll be like okay oh, i wonder if this would happen and then there was a day three people had mentioned it to me so kieran had mentioned it kieran had said what about vp quality and citizenship i don't know when that was someone else from another su had mentioned vp quality and citizenship the vp quality and citizenship herself was like i don't know i think you should think about it she kept going like just think about it you know and i was like i'll think about it but i just don't think it will happen the very day the nominations opened, I was like, girl, you have to make your decision now. <laughs> so Kieran had just sent into the um, the Sabak group chat, like, so um, Buki, when are you starting your campaign for equality and citizenship? And I was like, well, I guess I have to tell them, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then like, I just... I remember that day when you said that, me thinking, was I just kept out of the loop? Does it, did I just not know that I think because I just never thought about your future sorry guys I was too wrapped up in my own I never thought about if you were running for anything I barely even was thinking about Julian and I kind of knew that he was because he had told me from day one I want to be president I didn't know I there were president. other people in this but job I just, what? I just wasn't paying attention to any and then when it came around election stuff I was kind of like oh this is actually happening <laughs> I wasn't thinking of anyone's futures <laughs> in the exact chat and I was like, guys, I'm not running for president. And they were like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I'm running for USI. And I was like, that's it. And then I just left. And I was like, I went to Kieran. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I was like, there's no going back now. <laughs> The best decision of your life. Because now you are yeah. elected nationally. Yes. Yeah, I won. So How about end of term, lads? End of term. Ooh. Deep, man. I, like, relieved. <laughs> in a sense. No, but like, no, look, like, not as I said, look, as Kelly says, not to let you don't look up. No, no, that wasn't, no, that wasn't my face. Someone texted me. Oh. That wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. A, well, I, I didn't even tell I wasn't even looking at you. No, what I mean is like, relieved in the sense of not that I don't love the job and not that I'm going to be sad finishing, but that whole thing of like, you know, in terms of my battery, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm the, I, you know I am. And you know when you're we have an, if you have an iPhone, you know the whole thing where it's like when it tells you it's got one percent battery and that one percent lasts for a really, 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 really long time and then it dies. Like I'm on that one percent where I'm like You love the battery analogies. Oh my god. There are still but, but no, but like but that's but that's why I'm like I'm like I've been loving my time and I'm just at that stage where I'm like, okay, I've given as much as I can give. Um and it's just really like ready to kind of like, okay, fab, I've had my time, I've enjoyed my time. Now let's see what else the future has for me, you know? Mm. I feel you. I'll be sad to go, though. I'll be yeah. sad to leave. <laughs> in, in turn, I've actually really enjoyed our end of term because there's been so many special moments. Like, MSU's fastest fundraiser for me was, like, I'm an officer because it was, like, getting to do that challenge and meeting students and them actually talking to me, not in a, like, event capacity, like, not as, like, the leader of the event, more just, like, oh, we're all mm-hmm. some friends doing a challenge. And I finally felt like not alone even though I've never been alone I've had you guys but like I think a lot of our mental struggles that we've gone through and like whether like you know feeling bad and not being able to accept you know weight changes or future decisions a lot of that isn't as tough in the 
on-campus environment because if you think about the on-campus environment you've got more than just your officers in the office you're running into the bar you're meeting students when you do events you know you're getting all that clout you're getting all that like yay thank yous and you know everyone's appreciative and like even though it's a thankless job at the time you do get a bit more of that thanks from the atmosphere you experience on campus so we don't have that in the virtual environment because you know you're not connecting with students in that same way in an event or through messenger or email and you're not bumping into people on the campus or anything like that so it's hard to have that sense of encouragement and like not praise I know it's not about praise but that helps your mental health you know but MSU Spots fundraiser was the first time that I felt like so this is kind of what it feels like to to like interact with students personally and this is what it feels like to be their kind of mentor or be their kind of officer and it was that kind of comp it kind of gave me a bit of confidence I remember doing that challenge being like oh so it is a bit of fun it can be fun online and I kind of carried that for the rest of my term with like the student life awards and um you know the last senate finishing up to the end of like term for me like my mental struggles weren't weren't um overpowering me because I was like really getting to appreciate those like student life activities that were happening because they really felt like organic natural real not just this like online replacement if you know what I mean mm. um and the student life awards one was huge because obviously I was pa not panicking but you know you want to leave a legacy behind and I was like I don't want to just have the legacy of you were the COVID officers well done ye like there, I want it and we've had a lot of firsts don't get me wrong like we've had you know first podcast with good morning minute first live streaming of senate first promotion of senate first environmental plan of work first there's so many firsts but the student life awards one is like a piece of history and i'm like just so that was such a i'm so grateful and thankful for that that you can we can leave something like very moment moment very special moment you know what word i was trying to use there i couldn't but anyway yeah so the end of term for me was like picking up like helping me accept that i'm leaving because hey glass half full so there's a lot there that's new and brand new and it's thanks to you guys so it's, it's not the biggest thing but I think I'm like still like what will the future hold I have no idea and I'm not even worried about it like I know I want to get a job I know I want to study again but I'm not panicked about it and I think I would have been if we didn't have such a like rewarding last two months there with so many good cool big achievements like raising so much money for charity the awards all those things I feel like I would have been if we were doing not much and you know we were very burnt out and it was kind of like you know this is the end goodbye to our councils and senate and if that was kind of just the end I think I would have been very much like where is my life going but I've had such a good two months there that like with what we've done that I'm like it doesn't matter where I'm going because it's gonna be good you know like I'm not feeling as negative about mm. the future I am like I do think I was holding on to like that we'd get to do something and looking like the country's opening up so I do think we'll get to see each other too in June like before we finish up like for some kind of like drinks or something so that'll be really really nice because it was getting to a point there because like it was getting to a point there this semester where it's like are we actually ever going to see each other in person because of these lockdowns but it's looking like we will so I am very like excited for finishing up in a sense because I'll get to see you guys I can look back at the year and know that we've achieved stuff rather than oh poor me it was all online but also I am excited to be free and that is not that I don't care about students and it's not that I don't love this job it's like I said I need to find myself again so I am excited mm. for July 1st to like wake up and be like you're just Kelly Rennick you're not the president yeah. you can you can sort out what who you want to be what you want to look like how you want to think every day it's not about this higher education sector because it is very consuming yeah. and I think in the online world without that interaction with people in person it's a lot more consuming than it has to be and can I just say before I just on that the whole country free 
like one thing I don't think a lot of people realize with the student team you do have to very much like consider in everything you do so it's a case of like you know because everything you do will reflect on the SU when you're in SU just people know you as SU so like Twitter you know you always have to be careful what tweets you like or like you know you can't say you have to make sure like if you're putting away tweets it can't be anything controversial or something that could affect badly on you or you know you can't do certain things you have to make sure you know you're always you're essentially you're always switched on and like even certain because of the way the job works with like the errors and that you know you're very you it's, it's not an, it's half nine half five but it's not really it's it's, it's very much constantly flexible errors because there's a meeting that you have to go to and like you can't just off. in this job it's not the type of thing that you can say <clears throat> half five hit this isn't yeah. done doesn't matter if it's not done there's it's, things that have to be done exactly so like you know when you're if, if you want to like i know i i want to coaching you know and i'm trying to find a coaching job to be part-time and it's very much case of like letting them know that it's like oh yeah well i'm available after half five but i'm also not in that like i might need to work so like trying to whether it's trying to get any part-time work or like do any volunteering or like trying to join any hobbies or clubs or anything that are outside of work is really it's tough hard. because you the top like you cannot commit time outside of work unless you're like julian Nagy, who in my opinion is very very good at time management and i am jealous of his calendar yeah. because he does not fail it's, to get the work done but yeah. also have social stuff planned you we were very good easier, at that it's much easier really when it was in it was much easier when it was in person because as i said like the way i had it last year was case of once it hits half five i was very much case of okay, bye-bye, unless I had a meeting that I specifically had to go to, the work didn't come home, whereas at home, with online work, it's just that's impossible, and you just never switch off. But that's that's the thing, it's like, it's not free in that we don't like our jobs, it's more just free in that, like, when you're signing up to be a, uh, to be a representative, that comes with a lot of caveats in terms of what you can say, what you can do, and when you can be available, and it just limits how you, like, everything you can do outside of it, so it, it is exciting to be able to say, like, oh, can actually do more I'm just that. Kelly I'm just Kieran yeah Julian, I'm not Kieran yeah. if it wasn't for Julian though just thinking about that extra time like I there would have been so many times that I wouldn't have left the house if it wasn't for Julian being like you're going for a walk you're getting a coffee you're yeah. doing this like you are very good at that time management mister he's telling me to make, take my vitamins because he was like is there anything I could do for you and the water don't forget the water oh yeah drink at least two liters no he just sent me a text to be like if I was ever stressed and I needed like something, Julian would ask me like, what can I do? I'm like, just remind me to like drink water. And he's like, oh, well, you should probably take some vitamins too. So Julian would send me a text like every day, like, hey, have you taken your vitamins? Have you drank your water? I'm like, that is crazy. That's how organized Julian is. You know, he'd, he'd check on me and be like, have you gone outside today for anything other than just having a smoke? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you Sorry, you haven't spoken. No, I think it's, um, I'm actually looking forward to a lot of things. I think for every weekend bar one before the end of term i have something planned i'm uh, gonna be going to kiri this weekend next weekend we're going to the north with the boys and we're going to be camping on an island um on inferma in now i actually checked and i'm not able to get a um, british uh nhs number like in time because like they're vaccinating over 18s now so i Considering <laughs> considering my residency for that those four days is tent. Um, <laughs> you know what? what it's tent county from for Mana, um, but no, it doesn't work that way. Sadly. Oh, I'm jealous of you. You know. Yeah. 
And it's it's kind of um it's also yeah, as Kieran said, it's very liberating. Like I there's um like there were many times when I was wearing my MSU jacket while out campaigning and I had to get uh black um same with electrical tape to cover over the MSC logo because I'm not allowed to, you know, I wasn't allowed to exhibit it while campaigning with a political organization. So it's really nice that, especially that there is a by-election coming up. Um, nice. Julian. <laughs> I get, I get, it is, it is right though. You have to like, uh, we have to just not be fully, yeah. not that we're not fully ourselves, but like mm -hmm. there is like uh, a way to be a student rep. Yes. You have to sense yourself. Uh, what are you saying, Julian? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, like, um, I think the whole lockdown thing, the many lockdowns and so on, they made people appreciate um, the outdoors a lot more, which is why I'm just so excited about all the outdoors trips I'm doing. I think even people who would have previously done it, um, done quite a bit of outdoors stuff, I think um, it made it even more enjoyable. Like, say, for example, we, when we were driving to my usual camping spot a couple of weeks ago with my parents, it was just so wild to be going on the main road because previously, you know, sometimes, uh, oh, I should probably stop talking. Um, no, don't. We love hearing your travel talk. Oh, no, I was just talking that I probably shouldn't mention the reason why we previously went on the back roads. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> uh, I'll trust you when you think it's inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. The, uh, the thing though about like like not like not not having to censor yourself, but like that's one of the reasons why like I lost this. Because I remember, <laughs> right? Okay, if anyone doesn't know, like I'm very like outspoken person, say whatever I want, talk about a lot of things that society deems as unprofessional. Because like I'm just a very honest person, and like being in the, I remember Julian telling me like, you know, you're gonna have to tone that down when you become president. And I remember being like, no, I will not. Do not tell me what to do. I can say and do as I like. But then in this job, all the responsibility, I just naturally did tone it down because it's not that people shouldn't be allowed to say what they want and don't want, but you're a representative of MSU. So you can't just do whatever the hell you want because yeah. you're always that representative. It doesn't switch off. And I've actually talked to my counselor about this a lot because she doesn't understand. She's always like, you know, work does end. You know, you're not, I'm like, no, you are elected as this position. That name is beside your real name, no matter what day or time of the year it is. Like, you know, if I say something, not that not everybody is like this, but if I said something, let's say in a public format that was, you know, not representative of all students, you know, not that that's wrong, but you could offend a student. So you don't do it. Like, why would you, you're representing your members. So it's not that you're going to get in trouble. It's not that you're not allowed, but it's just out of respect for that. You know that you represent all these people. So I can't like the freedom part is coming from not having the title and not feeling like I could hurt a student's feelings by wanting to talk about sex or like, you know, little things like that. Because like, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about sex and there isn't. But I know some students might be like, why is our MSC president talking about her personal sex life? Do you know? Mm. You know? Like it's just it's just it's just about being accommodating to all your members so you're a bit more closed yeah. off. I'm sorry, maybe you've mentioned this, Kelly, when I was talking to someone in the office, but um I mean I did think that for quite a while as well back as a part, you know, as a part-time officer, but then you get that notification. Uh, you know, you posted something non-controversial and you get a member, a uh, senior member of university management liking the tweet and then you realize, oh, wait, they all, if, I, if I post something like about my personal life, that's kind of like, you know, like a drunk story or something, they're going to see that as well, most likely. And, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you do. You get into your head being like, 
if I say anything online, someone might see it and then that might affect my job, even though it shouldn't. And I'm still a firm believer. <clears throat> I'm still a firm believer that we should be allowed to do and say whatever we want. It shouldn't pr- affect your job life. And any other job I go into, I'll be like, hey, my social media is my social media. But when you are elected by a student and you're the representative of them all, it's harder to feel that way. Because you're like, I want to make sure that every single student is happy that I'm the representative. So I don't want to talk out of turn, even though it's not. It's just a weird way to live. But like, even the whole thing of like being worried is like, oh my God, is the bursar going to see? And I also like, one thing I haven't done, like, is like, oh my God, is the bursar going to see the first tweet that I put up last night? And you know, like, you know, it's like simple things where like, you know, you might have a random thought, like, and I, I don't put my, like, I don't have my social media on, on private. I probably should. But I don't. Kieran, when I see like, some of your thirst ones, right? There's been times when I've saw them and I went, "What if someone?" And I'm like, "Wait, it's natural, it's normal." And I'm so jealous that yeah. you don't you don't keep those in. But this job has made me go, "I can't and even say." Sometimes, these. like I just laugh at sometimes. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, mm, "Imagine Philip Nolan was seeing this," and you're just like, "And if you if you thought about it in that moment, like it's like." Like, what would Philip Nolan think if he was reading this? Or, like, you know, what would the person... Oh, you might cause, but I, I just don't be like, you know what? I don't care, you know? They, and, uh, they have children, too. They know what it's like. Exactly. I think, I think we all forget, lads. We were all only in college last year. Like, we're babies. <laughs> well, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, sometimes they show a human side as well. I'm not going to name the individual, but I was once in a um, meeting with a... Um, with a senior university figure when they realized that they're supposed to be picking up their daughter from school in two minutes time and they're currently in their office and they do not live in the minute so, and then you know, i just remembered oh you know, we're all normal it's real they're real they make mistakes I don't think we would have struggled with that as much as we had met all these people on in person. I think I would have been yeah. Caloranic constantly. I never would have changed and got a bit quieter and lost my confidence. If we were on campus, it was this whole online environment, not actually knowing people, not knowing what they're thinking about you, not knowing how they interact with you, just made me go, I'm lost with who I am. <laughs> God, guys, 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 <laughs> uh, you lot are talking about like all oh, this freedom. And I'm like, I'm going into like a new job, and I'm like, <laughs> I yeah, but that's gonna be liberating. Come on, you're helping the world, the whole nation. <laughs> like, yes, I know. Like, I don't know why, but like, even when I had one, like, I was sitting there, like, <laughs> I was like breathless, not even speechless. I was like. So, so, so I'm like doing this for like on a bigger scale. And I'm like moving from student life, which everyone automatically assumes is just a really like energetic kind of role. I'm like, right, so what kind of person do I have to be in this role? It's so strange. Like you always have to like think about like, oh, who you are to other people rather than who you want to be kind of thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one bad thing. It's like, because even like, and I say like, this is a welfare officer in that like, part of me is always like, don't come off the dickhead. Because there's gonna be someone, and like, and I don't be like, but like, part of me is always worried about like, oh my god, like, if I'm tweeting something, I have to make sure that I don't sound like a dick because there could be some student who might be struggling with something and might see that and be like, oh my god, maybe Kieran isn't that, uh, isn't that approachable? And I'm like, and I'm a really approachable person, in my opinion at least. I think I am, but it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, what if someone sees one tweet that I happened to put up when I was in like a pissed off mood that makes me sound like an absolute. Dipshit. And what if yeah. they're struggling and they don't come exactly. to you? Know? I know. It's always, 
second guessing everything everything you that you're saying but then not to move on to a different context but this whole thing that we're talking about is a debate in the student movement should officers personal accounts matter should they get to do what they want or is that them still representing students and the answer is there yet we don't know we don't know mm. whether that's our personal lives or does our right now as i see it our personal lives are professional lives because you're always got that title but i'm looking forward to seeing there an answer on that in two years maybe you'll figure it out during usi bookie <laughs> yeah i personally like i think to be fair, I think authenticity is the best kind of thing. Actually, one thing that I really admired about Kelly was like how authentic she was with people, even though she's like, oh, I've kind of done the down of it. I think you haven't. I think what you have done is you've channeled it into not like a more um, professional format, but you've definitely learned how to say what you want to say. Because like at the start of the year, you would actually say anything. And I really was like, you know what? I like that. But you still do that. But you do that in a way that like, it makes sense to the people you're talking to. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen Kelly in meetings where she says something. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> that made so much sense. And it's, it's like, she's like, what's she talking about? <laughs> I know. But what I will say is what the difference is then is that when I used to just say whatever I wanted, I never second guessed it. I never went, I never thought, do you think I ever reflected after I said whatever I wanted? No. Whereas I find myself now, I constantly am like, why did I say that? Oh my God, what did they think? And I, I never thought like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I actually don't think there is. I think there's a balance that you have to have. Personally, I don't want to lose who I am going into my new role either, but I also do want to be able to have more of a filter. I do want to think when I, like, I do want to think before I speak, not because, oh, I might offend somebody. I'm going to offend a lot of people along the way. Not everybody's going to agree with me, for, for real, let's be honest. Not everybody's going to agree with the way I do things, the way I've grown up. And I've just learned that because I've grown up in a home where that's just the way things are. I'm from two different cultures. Like, that's just the way things is. But, however, I do want to learn how to speak better. And that doesn't necessarily mean I have to filter my personality. It just means I have to learn how to do things. Like, it's just, it's not all a bad thing to, to filter what you say. It's actually sometimes really good. So it stops you from doing things like, saying m when you speak something as small as that do you know what i mean like there's so many things yeah. that, that yeah. do come from actually thinking before you speak <laughs> so but i yeah. still do feel like authenticity is you know before we finish up that on that just, just before you uh, uh, yeah, just on that uh, authenticity yeah. is one thing that i also did learn sorry is that even the whole thing just when you say the whole thing of m i know i say like a lot and like but even the whole also remembering as a student representative is like that you have to be a student representative and you don't always have to speak like you're the Queen of England, you know? It's like, because you're not representing like all upper class people who speak with like, you know, really posh accents and are all very versed in vernacular. You know, yes, that is some students, but a lot of students don't speak that. And it's like, you have to be authentic in yourself and say, yeah. that, you know what, like I speak how I speak, I'm a student, so if I don't come across as polished or I don't come across as like um, well-versed in things, and that's because most students probably aren't. So it's like... I know, never tried like, to polish it. There's no, I was still, give, I was still, like, give, I was still like, giving my big speeches like, oh, yeah, I know I'm not really articulating this very well, but you're getting what you're getting. <laughs> and, like, that's, and that's the way people speak in real life. And it's like, that's the one thing I hate, especially like, and, and in, poli like in politics in general, when people think that they have to be this perfect person that's like well put together and you know like it's always wearing a suit i'm like i look at my local like one of my local tvs is you know kenny and the man comes in to the doll in a pair of trackies and i'm like that represents me more than it person the suit does and regardless of party <laughs> politics or whatever yeah. you know it's like 
And that's what I noticed. Like, Julian does not agree with that. No tracks well, bottoms in the doll. Yeah, no, no tracks bottoms in university faculty, let alone the doll. But <laughs> there is, but Kieran does have a point in the sense that um, the rule in Irish politics is the poorer the pronunciation of the word constituency, the better the TD is in terms of like, you know, like fix, fixing roads and so on. Like my constituency. I'm not I'm not intent on getting anything into politics, but say the likes of you know the the Healy race, you know, you might not but they're fantastic at getting things done in the locality. Same Fitzer um Fitzpatrick from Dundalk. Man he doesn't speak English, no, doesn't speak English very well, but he, yeah. Julian's yeah, point is leading on perfectly yeah. into what I was going to ask before he finished up. If you don't mind me asking, Buki, but what does the future hold? Can anyone say what it holds for them? Buki, you go first because you do know what yours holds. No, you know where you're going on July 1st. Where are you going on July 1st? What a short period of time. Here's what I'll say to this, right? I actually don't know what the future holds. Funny enough, because if you asked me this last year, would I be doing what I'm going to do now, which is be in a USI position I would have said are you mad basically because I'm like are you mad for real for real I don't know what my future holds right now I do know the immediate future which is a year you know like in July I'll be starting a new job as VP quality and citizenship I get to say that now but yeah I'll be doing that for a year and after that I have no idea <laughs> and don't say anything more y'all do not add any more to that before they go you know you should become the T-Shock yeah Julian yeah. I, uh, well, my long-term one, have you all watched the uh, film Pulp Fiction, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you know uh, when they, you know, they kill your man in the car and then they need to... Oh, spoilers! Sh- <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, also trigger warning, probably. Um, but um, <laughs> the point is... Movie. Okay, yeah, but that's, that's it's not actually, a, uh, it's not anything sad, but you know the way they have to call in, like, that consultant guy who comes in to help them clean the thing up, yeah? So I want to be that, except for like civil service, uh, you know, bureaucracy matters where you just need to sort things out. I would also love to go into like the likes of um, just quality assurance in terms of international stuff. Like, you know, the, you know, like, um, you know, the, 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 the disaster that happened in Beirut last year. I think sometimes, you know, you do want someone, you know, coming in externally just to advise you around simple things like don't keep explosives. Do you need in... more education for that, Julian? Or is that something you can just grow into from here? I Education, I don't know, but um, experience. Experience, okay. Kieran, or me, who, you? You go first. I talk a lot, so you go first. <laughs> Um, for me, I'm looking for jobs, guys. I want to start a new job in July. I don't really want to be jobless, but at the end of the day, I've kind of accepted if I didn't have a job for like two or three weeks, not the end of the world, because I should take some time off. <laughs> so, but I want to do a job and then I want to do, I want to do a master's next year. I don't, weirdly enough, while I say I'm really authentic I'm in the sense that I'll say whatever, I'm not polished, not articulate, I don't want to keep living life without more academic experience because my four years of college was all like drama closing societies events student union elections so I didn't really apply myself to college and I regret it not regret my college experience but I don't 
I don't I want to be more articulate I want to feel more confident and not that I'm not I just don't know how to feel confident in my words like I'm always making Julian and Dylan and stuff like fix up my stuff and read it and I know that probably doesn't need to happen but I just want to do a year of a master's to just feel more like an academic um not that you need a master's you don't I just know it'll make me happy so I can get that confidence in my academic abilities uh, but I don't know I want to do it in law but I, you never know, I could do a, this few months of work in this end of the year and then go, oh, a completely different change. So I'm not going to commit, but it'll probably be in law because I already did an undergrad in law. But I want to yeah. move away, experience more than Manith. I've been here for five years. So I'm 100% next year you will see me going to the Netherlands to do a master's, probably in law, but I don't know. Wish me luck, everyone, for getting a job. Uh-huh. I, I'm really out <laughs> employment on June 30th. <laughs> Anyone hire her? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, sure, we were discussing, like, do we qualify for the PUP? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We qualify for... Yeah, yeah. Yes, we yeah, do, we but it's gay words, yeah. It's, yeah, talk about it yeah. outside the room. But, uh, but, like, sure, that's it, like, in, we say on to the bill. But, um, no, but, yeah, for me, like, plans, I'm, like, if you'd ask me, like, yeah, I, I, I can see, um, I can see, what you call it, in the past, I probably could see, like, where it was going, and I had, like, you know, we, like, five-year plan but now I'm supposed to be graduated but much luck left it can happen you know and and like in my head when I originally ran for like SUO I would have seen myself running for USI and like all that and I'm like plans change like one thing I've learned is just that like you know like the only thing you can count on is the sun rising and setting and even at that with global warming who knows you know like it's it's like for me it's just kind of like I'm looking at more planning in just the short term and then we'll see where the chips fall like for me, yeah, like it's because I said, like, if you'd asked, like, four years ago, I wouldn't have seen myself be like looking at me now, I wouldn't see myself as being someone who would be very into fitness or would have like, would be a coach or anything like that. Whereas now I'm looking at trying to get coaching. When I first met you, I never would have expected that you would have ended up this person. And, and, I, and I, I'm such a different person now to who I and I'm like, and especially in this job, I've changed so much in terms of like. I mean, I've always been a loud person, but like, I've always been an anxious person who's like also struggles to be loud sometimes. But now it's like I'm more less less of a pushover now, and and like so, and I, I'm just a bit, I'm a very different person, and like I'm stubborn as hell. But like for me, it's a case of okay, like possibly like I want to get back, get my degree done, and. Do whatever. Once the degree is done, see where it goes. Can I ask a personal question? Do you, do you see yourself as a teacher or do you see yourself as a teacher? That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't know because I know I love teaching and I know I love fitness and I'm like, I'd love to coach. And it's like, maybe I'll coach for the rest of my life or maybe I'll teach for the rest of my life or maybe I won't do either. And maybe I'll be a photographer for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I just, I, like, I don't do want. Like, if you would, like, I've got so many, uh, I don't see, like, I've got so many options in front of me as to what I could do mm. that, like, it's it's a case of like I just need to figure out I, don't, I have no idea where I'm headed but I'm just excited to see what I, comes my way I will say that the one thing that this job has taught me in terms of career aspects is the non-for-profit sector is amazing and there's so much amazing things to be done mm-hmm. there and I really even though I'm saying that I want to do a law master's I really do see myself settling down in the non-for-profit sector because yeah. do such amazing important work helping people and uh, for anyone who doesn't know like a student union is a non-profit like yeah. we're, we're working for people but, we're not yeah. trying to make profits in what we do so like the same with like charities and different organizations like I really do see myself being at home there because I felt very at home here so yeah. that's and where I'm loved, looking for work and I've loved getting to help people and like you know helping people and like and I, I've always loved helping people whether it was in the classroom 
or like my focus is kind of more towards coaching at the moment and like so that's it, it I, I see wherever I see myself it's it's working with people and working in a somewhere where I'm doing something to make the life of someone else better and whether that's in fitness or in education or in ha- helping them have a nice photo from their wedding or something like that I'm like that's that's all I'm like. but it's, it's, it's just see where the cards fall in the relationships fall and like I, I I've gone to the time of like trying to plan out my life like 10 years in advance and be like you know by this age I want to have this and I want to be able to tear this and I want to own a house by the age I'm this and I'm like you know what that just contributes to too much anxiety because if you fall off your plan then you just feel like you're spiraling and I'm like better off to just take life one day at a time and just to live in the moment and that's so that's that's what I'm going to plan on doing I'm going to try my plan is to not plan <laughs> essentially um and just see how it goes and just you know? no, that's though. like y'all to be fair like I was a big massive planner I actually had a five-year plan before I went into college um madness can you imagine and now I'm like I'll just go where the wind blows me you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm literally like all I'm doing now right now to end this year is to just rest and to like go outside go on like hikes maybe go camping because I've never done that before like travel I did the Wild Atlantic Way just last week, just so you know. Actually, two days ago, I'm going back because I don't have time to be wasting, you know? This lockdown has taught me to value every non-lockdown session, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's it. it. And, and, and it's like, that's it. Right. I think lockdown has, has contributed to a lot of us just not taking stuff for granted and, like, being like, you know what, I want to live my life. I don't want to just be stuck doing the same thing over and over again, like, so, yeah. But yeah. Guys, I think this is the longest we've all talked together in a while. That's how this pandemic's been going. Yeah. <laughs> on how busy it's been this is the longest the four of us have just chatted about stuff well, <laughs> with that being said unfortunately i'm gonna have to like quit this part because julian needs to pee <laughs> just for your information everybody no, i need to pee too you're not alone julian i also same <laughs> here but the, the, when we finish recording don't get off this call okay okay sure um yeah we're finished recording soon so we'll just um close up here and say thank you for listening if you actually make it this far most people don't but anyway um that being said good morning Manute, even though it's not the morning time Bye. good afternoon slash evening Manute. good evening <laughs> good evening Manute. <laughs>